Hey, welcome to Hot Takes. I'm your host, James Scott, here to analyze anything and everything interesting. Let's dig into today's topics. So what's really funny is that, you know, we talk about like, I mean, it's not just baseball, but like athletes in general, they're they're totally like idols and we kind of hold them to this gold standard. And so I, I, know, I don't know if it's just me or if there are other people out there that love not love, okay, I shouldn't say love, but it's like crazy to me when like these seemingly like, I don't want to say God-like, I don't think anyone's God-like, but these people we hold to a really high standard like act out and like act crazy. And it's just like, you start to question how are they even allowed to continue being an athlete at this point? Like this stuff's, this stuff's weird. And so James has been, James knows that I love drama-filled stuff. So he's been just talking about all these like crazy athletes that just do crazy things. And uh, James is going to take it from here and just, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there have been so many uh, just absolutely insane players in baseball. And it's kind of builds off a a video that we were watching uh, about Elijah Dukes, who's got to be one of the most insane players of all time. Uh, Like, quite literally, this guy was like arrested 13 times between like the time he signed and the end of the road. He like strangled, I believe, like six people, four, six people. He he got like two of them were cops. Two of them were cops. Like, <laughs> what is he doing? Like th- like absolutely insane things. Like you know, and, and Dukes is just that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, definitely, there's. I believe that video. That video was by. I'm gonna put that video in in the link. Give or give give that person credit for it because it's a great it's a great video. I'm blanking on their name right now, but Dukes is certifiably insane. This is a guy who's been given chances over and over in baseball right. and he would get himself arrested. Um, you know, the, I think the, the same YouTuber who, who talked about Dukes also talked about another ball player who by his teammates account, he was, he was sane, but he was always doing things like uh, hitting his girlfriend and like, you know, getting in fights and different things. And he eventually got arrested and he, he had his entire baseball career ruined. And his name was Toe Nash. Yeah, his name was Toe. And apparently it was because he had these size 18 uh, shoes. But, like, quite literally, uh, they said that this guy was supposed to be, like, the next Babe Ruth. Uh, he could, you know, hit from both sides of the plate like it was nobody's business. He could throw, like, just without even any, getting any sort of training at all. 90 something off the mound, you know, and then they tweaked his delivery and just from tweaking his delivery, he gained three miles an hour, like absolutely insane talent. And he just couldn't help, but get himself arrested. Uh, the other thing is, is that he didn't really graduate high school. He didn't have a ton of education. Mm-hmm. That that's one thing that you'll see kind of is across the board with the, the more insane ball players that a lot of them don't really have a lot of education or they have really rough backgrounds like Elijah Dukes. Very early on, a hurricane hit when he was like a kid and he lost everything, mm-hmm. like literally everything. So you, you can understand when these guys are coming from such rough upbringings, why they still act like children as adults. But thankfully, uh, last we heard of Elijah Dukes is that he's not in jail. He is living somewhere 
reportedly, um, uh, having an, uh, a life. I don't know about normal life, but I hope a normal life. So, uh, Dukes, if you're out there, I hope you're doing all right. I uh, hope things are better for you, buddy. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but that brings us like there, there are so many players that are like Dukes and, and that are like Nash, although Nash was fairly normal to his teammates. There's like Milton Bradley is one of the ones that I always like talking about because he was certifiably insane. And from my childhood, I remember very few players getting ejected as consistently as Milton Bradley. It would basically be whenever he was put in into the lineup around his suspensions, uh, around, you know, getting hurt or, or underperformance, uh, he would basically come in and it seemed like every three games, every four games, he would get into a fight and get himself ejected or he'd throw his bat or he'd throw you know, something, something where he'd get close to ejection. Something but would come up. He, yeah, no, literally he would hunt ejection. Like I remember watching this guy, like every, every, every morning you put on ESPN, and you see the highlights and it's just like, you know, all of that. Right. And every day it seemed like he was just another ejection. Another time where like, he was almost like, like, like honestly, the way he treated umpires was borderline assault, like just being truthful. Like some guys they'll do that from time to time, but it was almost like I'm going after the umpires. Let's go. And that was his job instead of being a baseball player, you know? Um, like it almost like, you know, when they, 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 they ring the bell before mm-hmm. a fight, mm-hmm. you know, that's almost how it was when he came that's, up to the plate. Cause he insane. knew he was either going to perform or he was going to get so angry that he wouldn't perform that he would take it out on the umpire, like utter mess. That's insane. And he reminded me almost exactly parallel uh, to another guy who's, equally as nuts lasting's millage both of those guys brantley uh, uh, uh or bradley michael or uh, uh, milton, milton bradley we were talking about uh, michael brantley earlier today but uh yeah milton bradley and and lasting's millage both certifiably insane players who went about the game the same way it was not that they were there to play baseball it's that they were there to perform or if they didn't, they would get so embarrassed that they had to take it out on the ruling factor, the umpire, which is ridiculous. I mean, how, how can you be a grown man and be like that? But they're not. I get it. They never grew up. So it makes sense. Um, I mean, Puig is really the latest uh, incarnation of a guy who, because of their attitude, the, league, the league's kind of shying away from. Um, but even then, you know, Puig... Puig's a different type of crazy, whereas Dukes is downright, downright dangerous. And uh, uh, Toe makes some really bad decisions when he's not around the team. And, and, and you know, Milton Bradley and Lasting's Millage, they seemingly had it in for the umpires, and that's what it was about mm-hmm. for them. With Puig, he's just actually insane. Not in any sort of harmful way, but in a kind of an, an, an annoying me, 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 everything's about me, mm-hmm. you know, way. And um, part of me thinks that like, he might have some sort of disability that like keeps him from being able to see that, like he's got a team around him, man, mm-hmm. like, come on. Like, but on the other hand, like he is legitimately the most entertaining player in the sport. Like it's impossible to watch Yasiel Puig and not have fun. 
Like, he, yeah, sure, he's got incredible physical tools. He can hit the bar, ball a country mile. He can throw the ball a country mile. He's got a cannon of an arm. You should see his biceps. Mm -hmm. But this guy, like, he goes up to the plate, he licks his bat, or, like, he bites on his bat, or he, like, just weird stuff like that. <laughs> like, he'll just, like, it, he'll think that something was supposed to be a ball when it was, like, called a strike, and he'll, like, put the bat down. He'll, like, he'll pose in a weird way, or, like, he'll stick out his tongue at, at, at other players and just, like, shake his head and the tongue will just go back and forth. It's weird, it's weird stuff. Weird. He's a weirdo. I love it, but it's weird. <laughs> but he, you know, for, for, it's kind of odd though. Like there's definitely been hesitation for teams signing him because of this, because otherwise teams would be jumping all over that talent. Um, and it seems to me that once he asks for like one year deals, everybody's all about it because he can be a spark plug and he is weird. But like, I think he, I think he's probably the most annoying player in Major League Baseball. So with some of these but, guys, but is he violent though? That's that's my question. Is he is he violent? Not towards other players, unless like they throw at him or do things like that. Like Madison Bumgarner threw at him, and he wanted to charge the freaking mound. Like he he's he definitely you know has a temper, but he. It's not an unreasonable temper. So, see, that's something that's very, very weird and strange to me. You could tell I'm, like, smiling right now because I'm, like, that's something that's really strange to me because it's it's weird how you say he's he's very weird. Of, of course, I think it's weird, too. You don't bite or chomp down on your bat or lick your bat, stick your tongue out and stuff like that. It's weird. But I find it very strange that that's the reason why people, they're like, oh, he's he's crazy. Like, I don't well, want to sign I mean, him. It's not even, it's not even that because I haven't even gotten into his playing style. Oh. His playing style is like, I'm going to throw the ball to, to, you know, the base to get you out, but I'm going to throw it with my whole body. And like my, my body goes tumbling after I throw the ball or, you know, I'm, I'm going to max out, you know, my base running by trying to take the extra base and getting thrown out by a mile, you know, like he's nuts. He's, he's nuts. You know, but also like when it's a really big moment and you have a ball getting hit into play and the defender has to know that they have to get the ball in, you know, that extra pressure of knowing that Puig is coming around the bases can actually allow you to get an extra run in, in mm -hmm. those situations. It's just super annoying when in normal situations, he's literally running himself into outs just by being like, I'm going to press the plate. I'm going to, you know, turn into a, a single into a double but like look i'd rather have that than like have the robinson cano manny machado thing where it's like i'm an unbelievable hitter but i'm gonna hit the ball hard and i'm gonna make my way to the base in my own time like i've seen both of them turn doubles into singles because they took their time so um i mean look technically they're safe and puig isn't right mm -hmm. but like it should have been a double for them. Whereas Puig is going to get his doubles. In fact, he might even turn it into triples. So it's just, it, 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 it's preference. And I don't like guys who don't run the freaking bases. I, that is, I was a base runner, you know, I've mm -hmm. stolen, I've stolen home after telling the pitcher that I was going to steal home. I was good at it. I was really, really good at it. Um, so when I see these guys just like not care, which I'm going to hit the ball hard and I'm just going to do, 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 do to my base. But, but like, see, I see where you're coming from now of, of like, it's almost like a, a, you feel like they're not taking the game seriously yeah, enough. But at the same time, my point was also at least he's not choking people out. 
mid Yeah, like Elijah Dukes <laughs> did. Oh my God. But that's, that's what I'm talking about. When you sent me the video, I was like, this dude's like beating up like his teammates mid game, like you're in like inning four and you're like, (laughs) you're choking out. You're like your, your teammate or your coach or something. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I'll say like outside of like the, uh, you know, lollygagging, if you will, around the bases that like Machado does, like his biggest issues are that like, you know, occasionally he gets a little bit immature and upset about getting out as well. Like, he, he, he got tagged out by Donaldson a couple of years ago when Donaldson was still in Oakland. So it really was a bit ago, but his attitude's not exactly changed mm. since then. And he got tagged out. I guess the tag was a little bit too hard. Ooh. And he fell down. Then he got so angry that he almost tried to start a fight with Donaldson. And Donaldson's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, who? so I tagged you a little hard. This is baseball, you it's know? A sport. Like, it's a yeah, sport, like this is baseball, man. What are you doing? Um, but like, you know, so, so there, there are guys like this that are still in the game. I think the ones that are clinically nuts though, aren't, (laughs) you know, I don't think teams allow that to happen anymore. Um, but man, I mean, it was fun when those guys were all throughout the game. Cause I mean, there was villains, you know, we still do have villains, all of the Houston Astros that played on the 2017 team villains. Um, uh, literally, <laughs> yeah, all of them, it. you're not yeah, gonna never, drop it. never, never, it's never gonna die, it will never die. Yeah, <laughs> you're never gonna drop, it's never, it's not happening. 20 years oh, from man. now, you're gonna be like, <laughs> dude, I'm still gonna go after Correa. 20 years from now, Carlos Correa, what are you doing, man? Own up to your mistakes, don't go after Bellinger, he ain't do nothing wrong, he just called you out after being called out. Y'all did what you did. Oh, man, I'll tell you, I, it really upsets me. Like, even when I'm making my top player lists, right, I find myself because, like, without the juiced ball, Correa and Bregman were terrible. So I find myself being like, yeah, okay, they were really good in previous years, so I should probably keep them on the list. Maybe they'll be patient bats and they'll be hot and cold when, you know, everything's working for them, right? right? Maybe that's what they'll be moving forward hot and cold players who are patient hitters because they have to really guess at what pitches are coming forward from an educated standpoint, because they're literally jumping from knowing what pitches are coming to not knowing at all. So there has to be some sort of middle ground that allows them to produce. And that's patient hitters. That's hitters being like, okay, I'm a foul off a pitch. If it's not my pitch and that only works against certain calibers of pitching. And because it takes a while for you to get your swing in line, you can be hot and cold. Um, that being said, I find myself just looking at these guys and being like trash, <laughs> you know, cause, cause that's what they are. They're the Houston trash throws. That's what they are. They're garbage. They're the trash throws. That's all they are. No, like if you're a baseball fan and you've have somehow forgiven one of them, that's because your team just signed him. That's the only way you forgive a guy like that is he's joined your, your squad. Like, Bregman was having trouble finding an agency because whatever agency he was going to join, all the other team, all the other players that are under that agent hate him. So they wouldn't want him as part of their agency. So like he had trouble finding a new agent. So it's not just Correa, it's Bregman, it's Altuve, uh, it's Guriel, uh, not Loretis, Yuli. I want to be very clear there because Loretis is awesome. He's a younger brother, you know? 
Um, but yeah, I'm done with them. I'm done with the Astros. They are the villains of baseball. All the ones who played for their team that year, villain. Don't forgive anyone. <laughs> I don't forgive a single one of them. But like, if we're getting into some more of the crazies in baseball history, mm-hmm. there was a guy, okay? You might remember him. I remember him growing up because he would literally say racial slurs to the batters, like on the mound as a reliever. Like he would come into the game wearing animal teeth as a necklace. Like how rednecks do you got to get? You know, like, dude, like, so like, oh my God, like he was a hunter, like a hunter, but like not the kind of hunter that like is like your uncle, like the kind of hunter that like might storm the Capitol, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Uh, but yeah, he he would like say all these racial slurs at like, you know, colored batters when he was on the mound and he would always get like, you know, ejected. He's like, oh, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. (laughs) And like, dude, like you're wearing animal teeth as a necklace. You meant it. (laughs) That's just. John Rocker was his name. John Rocker. Like, like I, I think I mentioned his name. I just want to make sure. No, no, you didn't. You didn't. didn't John Rocker, John Rocker, dude, John Rocker. Animal teeth necklace, slurs at the batters. Like, I, what are you doing, man? And he got re-signed after he did that somehow. Um, so, you know, that's baseball for you. Uh, if, like certain stadiums, I don't know if you're aware, Chris, they have a reputation of some fans coming to the game and saying some pretty racially insensitive things. Certain stadiums. I'm not going to call them out here. That's probably for a different video. If it becomes a bigger issue, which it might, it might not. I mean, you know, it's different president, different times. So hopefully we don't deal with that kind of uh, darkness in this game, that kind of evil. Um, you know, baseball's always been tied to race and, mm-hmm. and, and, and racial injustice and, and the progress of America. It's part of the reason that Ken Burns did his amazing documentary is that he was tying in baseball mm-hmm. to America's story. Um, and uh, so when you have players like John Rocker and they do what they do, I mean, you kind of remember them for years on end, you know, especially as a very impressionable kid. Mm-hmm. I thought that stuff was done. I mean, I'm in my twenties and I still am like amazed that we're still going through this. Dude, you know? I'm, I'm in my thirties. And I, <laughs> I said the other day, I'm like, I can't believe it's not over. <laughs> right. It's like, what is going on here? My you know? dad used to tell me about the stories of him growing up and I'm like, yo, I thought it'd be over by now. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Like I thought with the internet around that people would be like, okay, well that's what happened. That's wrong. This is how to be, but it's almost they prove us wrong. Like, it wrong. seems like they don't want to believe what really happened because it's mm-hmm. not as convenient at, as believing what they imagine happened, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, like, cause, cause they're imagining it currently happening. So of course it must matter more than something that they don't think used to happen. So well, it's, it's crazy off topic, off topic. And we'll jump back on topic. I, I oftentimes bring this up to my fiance, but I one time had a coworker who didn't even know that there were slaves in America. <laughs> oh goodness. That's a topic. We need a for better educated <laughs> country. We need a better educated country. That's what we got to jump onto our politic podcast for that. Like <laughs> we'll start out in time. We'll start that one in time. <laughs> but like, okay, like here's a, like okay, everybody knows Ty Cobb was mm-hmm. like probably the worst racist in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and he got kind of what you know someone like that does deserve, although it's very sad. He ended up dying with very few friends. Because one of the the last quotes that you know people remember him saying in his life was, "If I'd done it over, I would have had things different. I would have had more friends," which is the, the saddest thing ever. But then when you realize that, like, he was like, I didn't even know this. Okay, listen to this. You ready for this? Because this this blows my mind. Okay, like we know Ty Cobb was insanely racist, right? Mm-hmm. But apparently in about 1907, he had like a altercation with like this groundskeeper around mm-hmm. spring training. Um, actually, I think it might have been a little after spring training, but um, the groundskeeper's name was uh, Bungie. Mm-hmm. And he was, that's what they called him at least, Bungie. Um, B-U-N-G-Y. So no, not that. Um, but <laughs> uh, and he was an African-American groundskeeper and I'd Cobb had known him for a while. Uh, he attempted to either uh, reportedly shake Cobb's hand or pat him on the shoulder. And Cobb, who had known him for years, slapped him across the face and chased him around the clubhouse and then eventually from the clubhouse. Um, Bungie's wife tried to you know, make things cool, like mm-hmm. calm things down. Cobb turned around and choked her until, and, until the teammates that he, he had on his team pried his hands off of her. So, um, yeah, he was nuts. Uh, there is multiple uh, accounts of Ty Cobb uh, stopping in the middle of an at-bat to rush into the crowd to beat up people who were jeering at him from the stands. I mean, this guy's one of the greatest ball players of all time. He had the highest percentage of Hall of Fame votes the first time the Hall of Fame ever cast any sort of ballots when they first inducted their original class. He had more votes than Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Honus Wagner, Walter Johnson, because he was that great of a ball player. He had the highest batting average of all time at 366. Um, batted 400 plus in many of his years. He had like a 27 year career. And yet, he was nuts. He was completely nuts. Yeah, Ken Burns in his documentary said that after he retired, he basically carried around like like he, he wandered the country after his playing days, reportedly, mm-hmm. carrying with him everywhere a Luger and uh, um, a case of whiskey or, or some sort of alcohol. And that those were his main possessions a gun and alcohol this guy had issues so uh yeah um you know getting into some more modern interesting players i'm not exactly gonna call a-rod nuts because a-rod has a disability that i don't think he was ever medicated for i don't even think he knows he has a disability uh i i think it's very clear a-rod has some sort of level of asperger uh, coming from somebody who has high-functioning Asperger's, I see it. It's part of what makes him such a brilliant ball player. And it's, what, it, what's, it's what's allowed him to be a guest hitter and still hit 50 homers a season. Allegedly, um, though. We don't, we, we don't know for sure. Allegedly. Well, Allegedly. I mean, I, when, I, when I say a guest hitter, what I mean by that is... No, I mean, I mean, I mean oh. the high-functioning Asperger's. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's coming from somebody who, who has it. He just he displays many of the signs of somebody who has the high functioning part, mm-hmm. which 
basically play out as, you know, you care about your one thing, you're Mm -hmm. tunnel visioned into your one thing and you understand all of the aspects of how it all works together Mm -hmm. and you love talking about it. You love being around it. And it's part of the reason, like when A-Rod was, you know, talked to, look, allegedly, we don't know if he has it. You're right. Uh, But like, you know, coming from somebody who does, like if you're interviewing a ball player who has that, and, they're, and you ask them, hey, who do you think the best shortstop in the game is? And they, they're like, okay, well, you know, for me, I'd be like, best ball, the best shortstop in Major League Baseball is Fernando Tatis Jr., right? Mm-hmm. Well, what happens if I'm Jeff McNeil and I'm on the New York Mets who just got Francisco Lindor? Oops, maybe you don't want to say that. Maybe that's going to make your relations with Lindor a little rough. Or if it doesn't do that, the press is going to go after you now. So even though he you know, was saying the right thing, Jose Reyes was probably the best shortstop at the time when A-Rod answered that question. Derek Jeter was on his team. So it made a big issue. And then it was like, oh, there's a divide between the two of them. And the press kind of made it a little bit bigger than it was. And mm. then it became bigger. So... um but I do think that A-Rod is probably one of the most brilliant ball players of our time. And I think if you took A-Rod and you made him a GM, similar to how uh, uh, Jeter as an owner has been, I think A-Rod would do unbelievable things. Um, for a second there, it looked like A-Rod was going to have a lot of say in what the Mets did moving forward. The Mets had a lot of money to spend, still do. Mm-hmm. But then Steve Cohen ended up buying the team and, you know, he ended up installing his own people, bringing back Sandy Alderson. And frankly, Steve Cohen has done an unbelievable job as the owner of the Mets. Probably my opinion right now at this moment, best owner in baseball. So Mm -hmm. credit, complete credit to him. No owner also talks to their fan base over social media and he's regularly engaging. Honestly, it's never been a more exciting time to be a Met because you can talk to the owner. It's awesome. It's really, really, really cool. Um, I actually may or may not have some sort of meeting with the Mets coming up within the next year or so. So uh, I'll obviously let you know about that, Chris, when that happens. Um, I have another meeting that is with some of the higher ups in the Yankees organization as well over the next year. Those are the two organizations that I've arranged meetings with. So I'll, I'll, I'll obviously let you know how that progresses. But to jump back into topic before we get too far off topic, A-Rod did things like slapping the ball out of fielder's gloves and saying, I got it, when he was running around the bases to make a fielder think that another fielder actually had the ball and then the ball would drop in. So he would do all sorts of really dirty plays. And that kind of leads me back into why I really hate Correa specifically mm-hmm. of all of the Astros because Correa did stuff like that. He would run out of the baseline specifically so that the rule said you'd have to drill him in the back or you'd have to throw over him or create a new lane, which wasn't possible given how Correa moved. So the choice was either hit Correa in the back at 99 miles an hour or try and loop it over him. Mm-hmm. Now, Correa has back problems, so you're not going to want to take a kid out of baseball by drilling him 100 miles an hour in the back. Mm-hmm. So you loop it over him, you miss the first baseman, he's safe, 
The guy on second comes around and scores, and they won the game. Look at Correa, how intelligent a baseball player he is. Who would have thought to go out of the baseline to do? Dude, that's Bush League. That's Bush League. It's like what A-Rod did with slapping the ball out of the glove. Correa is like, like the one word for Correa is pathetic. When you have as much talent as he does, and you understand the fundamentals of hitting as he does, because he does work with like that knob thing that you can put on the bottom of Mm -hmm. your bat and get the results in real time and work on it in real time. He was the guy who did the commercials for it. He knows his ball. He was literally when I, when I scouted him as like a 16 year old, like coming internationally, I believe it was Puerto Rico. Like he had some of the best footwork I'd ever seen. I was like, Oh my God, this guy's big, but because of his footwork and his arm, he's going to be able to stick at shortstop. Holy cow. And then I was like, he started getting bigger. He started getting like his body started getting bigger. He started like really getting into the analytics of hitting. And now he's like, you know what? Why study the analytics of hitting when I can know what pitch is coming? Pathetic. That's the word for you, Correa. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. (laughs) But yeah, um, I think, you know, I'm going to finish up the video by talking about one more player who's definitely also uh, clearly nuts, okay? Mm-hmm. And that would be Carl Everett. Now, Carl Everett, like, I I didn't know how insane he was when I was growing up as a baseball fan. Like, I, I you know, it, he was a good player. He was a fairly decent player. He's very athletic. I liked his swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played for Boston for a little bit, so I got to see him. Um, but Correa, or whereas Correa is somebody who just doesn't care about the rules. He's all about himself. He's all, you know, right. And mm-hmm. A-Rod, he, he tries to win, but like he makes some very questionable, uh, character choices. Mm-hmm. And some of these guys are just like dark people, you know, like mm-hmm. Ty Cobb, you know, or people who are just nuts like Elijah Dukes, or, or they just didn't get enough education like Toe Nash or, they uh, are completely like, like, whereas A-Rod was intelligent with his disability, I think Puig just has a disability. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, he directs it anywhere but for playing baseball. I think he just plays baseball. And that's where it goes into. It goes into mm-hmm. you know, him, him doing that rather than studying. That's a different side of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what I'm, what, what I'm getting at here is Carl Everett was a different type. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about John Rocker was even a different type. So really, I guess this video is all the different types of crazy ball players. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. But uh, yeah, uh, Everett is more of the type where he just spouts off at really stupid stuff. <laughs> like he said things that like, okay, first and foremost, he said homophobic comments. So mm-hmm. yes, he's definitely, you know, xenophobic, but... He's also said things like this. This is what he had to say about dinosaurs uh, back in 2000. God created the sun, the stars, the heavens, and the earth. That's fine. And then made Adam and Eve. That's fine too. The Bible never says anything about dinosaurs. You can't say there were dinosaurs when you never saw them. Someone actually saw Adam and Eve. No one actually ever saw a Tyrannosaurus rex. That's okay. a real quote. That's a real quote. No, it's not. That's no, a real quote. That's a real quote. That can't be. That, no. 
It's a real no. quote. No. I, like, like, I'll just repeat that last little bit for you. You can't say there were dinosaurs when you never saw them. Someone actually saw Adam and Eve. No one ever saw a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Stop. That can't be. It's one of the dumbest things yeah. ever. Like that just And there you go. That's all the <laughs> that's all the different types of crazy ball players. You have the stupid ones. You have the ones that are unmedicated. You have the ones that are downright crazy, downright evil, downright racist. You have ones that are, are, are they mean the best, but they're uneducated like Toe Nash. You have ones that uh, are, are definitely disabled, but I wouldn't quite call them nuts, just mm -hmm. making very questionable decisions. Like A-Rod's not nuts. He doesn't fall into the crazy category, but he needs to be mentioned here so people can see the difference. He's definitely somebody who makes very questionable decisions. Mm -hmm. Not quite nuts. Very close, but not quite. I'd honestly say that A-Rod's the right kind of nuts. He's the kind of like enthusiastic nuts. I honestly love listening to him as a broadcaster. I think he's incredibly informative, incredibly entertaining, because whatever he talks about, he's excited about. Mm -hmm. And personally, that's great to see that kind of passion. I'm just... I don't know. I'm stuck on that uh, that that comment, that that quote. I'm stuck there. Yeah, that blows me away. I think I'm gonna be there for a while, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, okay. My uh, okay. Please like and subscribe. Uh, definitely check out uh, Baseball Guy Sean. I do some other podcasts with him. We mm -hmm. have been making our way slowly through the top downtown. Ends. <laughs> Making my way down. down. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, we've been making our way slowly through each position, position by position, with honorable mentions. Mm. It's really, really informative. Uh, definitely check that out if you want to see how we rank things about what we project players to do for the next season. Uh, mm. We're going to be doing separate videos, we're going to release them on separate days. We have the back end for first, and then we have the front end. It'll be released on his channel initially, and then we're going to have it on, uh, you know, our channel as well. But it, mm -hmm. it's going to take a little bit of time. So definitely check it out first on Baseball Guy Sean's channel. Um, and, yeah, uh, like and subscribe. There we go. See you all next time, and don't let that quote haunt you tonight. Yeah, one last thing. Never forget that no one, no one ever saw a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs>